You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. What's going on, film family? It's your boy, it's your boy CEO Hayes, and I'm here. I'm joined by the other film brother himself, Mr. JB, the prodigal one. What's going on, broski? What's going on, Hayes? What's going on, film family? It's the film bros in the building. In the building. This week, we are here to review the little things. But before we do that, we do have to uh, talk about some movie news, bro. So it's been interesting. I know you don't really watch. the. I really wish you watched this WandaVision show on Disney Plus because it is honestly, I would say it's it's probably my favorite thing in the MCU, period. And the only reason why is because it's so different. And Elizabeth Olsen is by far the best actor in all of Marvel movies, period. The range that she's able to show on this, on this, A, you would get the cheesiness of it. Cause like it's, it's set. So it has them in like the first, like three or four episodes, like basically them doing 60s, 70s and 80s, um, sitcoms. And then it starts getting into more of the comic booky shit here in episodes four and five. But bro, when I tell you, the range of this woman as an actress is fucking phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. She went from one scene of acting like she's in an 80s sitcom to snapping and being in, back in the real world. And like her acting completely changed to where it's damn near villainous. And that switch that she's able to do, fucking amazing, bro. How long are the episodes? Like 30 minutes. Oh, I might give it. A, I'll give it a chance. I know who, who, but, um, but who gives no, this? The thing, Netflix the or thing what? Is, no, bro. It's Disney Plus. Um, oh. The thing is, though, bro, is you really do have to. You haven't you haven't seen shit since the original Avengers, bro. Like you you, and that's the bad thing. That's the that's one. True. That's the one bad thing with like like when they do their, they still are gonna have their standalones. Like they're having a lot of new superheroes in the next phase, so you don't have to necessarily seen everything before it. But with this series, it's so much more depth that you that you only get from watching all the movies because the ma- the main character in, in Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen's character, do, you don't mind me going into this, right? I just, I really want to have, talk this show and it sucks that you don't watch it. So the reason why this is such a great show and I say you kind of have to see everything else in the MCU is because it's the theme of loss. She lost her brother. She, she had to kill her boyfriend. He was brought back to life in front of her and killed uh, right again in front of her. Um, She died and came back. Uh, and so it's this she she had this mental we're seeing someone deal with the loss of their loved ones and snapping into a mental break. Now, when you think about that and you think of somebody who has re- powers to warp reality when they when they're when their mental snaps like that and she's like trapped this whole city and now they like go through these these sitcoms and, and this is her trying to recollect deal with the fact that she lost her husband and she was pregnant and she like it's just a lot it's a lot of the theme of loss and how you deal with that makes this show so much more powerful when you when you really know everything in it sounds interesting yeah it's a really really great show bro really great show um but we are not to get let's let's get off this let's get into what actually started us wanting to do movie podcasts. So with this podcast, for those who don't know, started as a horror movie review podcast before we decided to branch out to all movies. Me and your joint, I think, well, it's not your number two, my number one favorite horror movie of all time is Halloween. 
that was originally created by John Carpenter. Well, he's seen Halloween Kills, and he says that this is the ultimate, ultimate horror movie. What do you think about really? That? Yes. Oh, I thought he was about to roast. No, he oh, he's wow. seen it. He has nothing but glowing reviews for it. He calls it the ultimate horror movie. That's powerful coming from the person who created the franchise, bro. How much do you think they paid him to say that? Well, I mean, he is involved in it. So, yes, I mean, but I, we'll I, be the judge of that. But the thing is, bro, my thing is, and I have this, high hopes for real, though. It, like, legitimately, I have high hopes for the film. If the, I would have believed it more that they paid him to say that if it was the original reboot, because now they have all, like, I know you didn't really care for the new Halloween and what was it, 2018. Um, but, Generally, that mo- that movie was what was very well loved and critically acclaimed. It was. Um, so I don't think that they need the John Carpenter rub, so to say, for the sequel to this. They would have needed that for the original. So it just l- lets me believe more that this is probably true. Yeah, I mean, um, I- I'm definitely going to be in it. I mean, again, we're, like we just said, we're both big Halloween fans. So we'll see what comes out of it. But getting that, even though they don't need that John Carpenter run- rub, it's still a big rub to have and a good rub to have. Yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't deny that. Like, that's just one of those things that hearing John Carpenter call it the ultimate. It's just like, all right, we'll see. We'll see. Right. We'll see. All right. Moving into the next bit of news. This is a movie that me and you are both dreading. I don't think we really have high hopes for. We're going to watch it. We're going to review it. Coming to America 2. The full trailer finally came out more than the teaser which actually gives what the story is going to be in this movie did you get a chance to watch it um i saw i did see the trailer yes so it is actually remember i told you like years ago this is literally like 10 or maybe more years ago the original coming to america sequel that was going to star eddie murphy and martin lawrence was going to be martin lawrence being eddie murphy's son and coming back to zamunda Seems like they're keeping that theme in this. We got to see his wife. We got to see the fact that he has two daughters with his wife. They still do live in Zamunda. But it's weird because they are actually going with the with the theme that Prince Hakeem cheated on his on his wife when he was in New York all those years ago. What do you think of that, bro? Being the main storyline. That's out of left field. I mean, I don't think we were expecting that, but it'll be interesting. We don't know who the uh, who the mistress is, right? Yes, they've they've showed all of that. It's um I know the actress's name. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. And I could have swore I saw Wesley Snipes in the trailer. Yes, he is. He is part of a rivaling African country that wants to take over Zamunda. I cannot remember the last time I saw Wesley Snipes in a movie. Like a well, new we movie. We just saw him in um, the last movie with Eddie Murphy, the Netflix one. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't like last week. That was like what? Like I felt like that was two years ago. Bro, that was just last year, bro. That really? was during the pandemic. Yeah. No, bro. Yes, bro. That was during the pandemic when that Wait, came are out. we talking we're not talking about the same you're talking about Dolomite? Yes. Dolomite was not during the pandemic. Bro, Dolomite was absolutely during the pandemic. Guarantee ten thousand. So, uh, Leslie Jones is the uh is the the baby mama in there. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. Let, let's see, let's see. Let me see. Am I tripping that hard? I could have You are tripping that let's hard. Let's see. Let's see. That she came out in 2019, yeah, I believe. Did. She came out October 4th, 20. 20- God damn, bro. We've been around for a Love while. It. I know, Shit. bro. God damn. Okay. Well, I, I I stand corrected. Um, but yeah, he was in that, he was in that with with uh with uh Eddie Murphy. So I mean, clearly maybe him and Eddie Murphy have a bond. Eddie Murphy's doing him a solid, putting him in his movies or whatever, but he was really good in Dolomite. His his he uh, his eccentric director, and he seems to be doing a lot of the same things in this movie as well. So, yeah, maybe that's a little niche for him to come back. Yeah. All right. Uh. So, what overall did the trailer do anything to improve your 
your what how good you think this movie's gonna be? Um, not really, but I'm not I don't I'm not totally down on the movie. I like I, I still want to see it. It's coming to America. It's Eddie Murphy. I mean, I honestly think if I didn't see Dolomite, I might be dreading this movie more than more than most. But because what I saw out of Eddie Murphy and Dolomite, Eddie Murphy still got it. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Eddie Murphy still got it. So with Eddie Murphy on the screen, there's a chance that this movie's going to be good. How the story is now with the with the whole cheating thing and everything, I don't know how that's going to go. But I'm still excited to see it. And when is the last time we see freaking Arsenio Hall on the big screen? That's a good point, bro. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's really it on that. I think um, for me... It didn't do anything to improve my excitement for it, but it didn't hurt it anymore. So I guess, I mean, that that's like, keep in mind, when this movie was first announced and then it got sold to Amazon, I was like, oh, fuck this shit. Like, or Hulu, I can't remember which one it got sold to, but I was like, you know what, I'm uh, this shit's going to be terrible. The first teaser came out, I was like, you know what, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting to see Eddie do these characters again for the nostalgia aspect of it. I still don't think the movie's going to be good, but you know, I mean, I'm going to watch it. The, the, me watching the movie was never in doubt, especially since we have this podcast. Even if we didn't, I would still watch it. It's just, I'm not expecting it to be good. But what I will say, I didn't expect to like Dolomite is my name as much as I did either. Right. And I know people always, including us, always sometimes clown about all oh, reboots and 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 bringing things back and stuff like that and bringing back old franchises. But the reason why they do this is for the same reason you said. You weren't too impressed with the trailer and all that, but you're still going to watch it because you're still invested with this character. You're still invested with the Coming to America brand or any other brand. I mean, you know, like they were talking about to keep it on Andy Murphy, bringing back Beverly Hills Cop. When, if and when they bring that back, I'm going to watch it, regardless if the trailer looks shitty or not, because I've seen the first three. I'm invested in the Axel Foley character, so I'm going to watch it. And even if it's shit and they come up with a fifth one, I'm still going to watch it again. Saw is a great um, uh, uh, thing of that example because there have been tons of shitty Saw movies and I continue to watch them. Yeah, I mean, those Saw movies did get like looking back at it. Like I was it's so like, I was so engulfed in the story of Saw, like especially through the first three or four. I was so yes, engulfed in, the, in those stories that now going back, going back, like Saw three was fucking terrible, bro. It was fucking bro. Bo- the first two. The Saw two was even was I think it, it fell off some, but it, it it was still pretty solid. But Saw three, Saw four, they were fucking terrible. But then the last one, the most recent one that came out, Jigsaw, was pretty cool. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't back on the level of the original, but it was all right. Is that the one where we find out the guy from part one is the killer? I'm so confused now. Well, he wasn't the killer. It ended up being part of the story alive. was a flashback, and part of it was. And, and they made it seem like it was both going on at the same time, but yeah. Well, oh, was that the last movie? Yeah, that was the last one. Yeah, yeah, that one was pretty decent. It's way better than, like, freaking three through whatever. I don't even know what number they're on right now. And I think they're in the works of coming out with another one. I think it's coming out at the end of this year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know with COVID if that something went crazy with yeah. that, but I think they're coming out with another one. Yeah. yeah. You know what movies I mean, man? Not to go on off on a freaking tangent, but, you know, when, when you start talking horror with us, I wish they would come out with another Final Destination movie. Yeah, I wish... They are. They are. They're rebooting the franchise. Didn't know that. Yeah, and I don't know if that got pushed back because of COVID and everything. But they now we talked about it, bro. I could have. I could have sworn maybe we didn't. Maybe it was a piece of news. But yeah, they're rebooting the franchise, starting all over. Cool. Yeah. 
So next, next we've got two more pieces of news. Next bit of news. How do you feel about the original Cloverfield movie? Not none of the sequels or whatever. Just the original Cloverfield movie. I, I may be different than most, but I actually love it. I, I love Cloverfield. I love Cloverfield. I believe it's called Paradox, the one with um with um, John Goodman. No, um, no, no. That's Cloverfield Lane. That one was good. Oh, Cloverfield, sorry, the Cloverfield okay. Paradox was the, that was the one they announced at the Super Bowl, and it came on Netflix the same day. That shit was fucking trash. But yeah, Cloverfield Lane. I know the original Cloverfield. I like yeah. and and uh, Cloverfield Lane. I don't remember what Cloverfield Paradox was to be honest. That's the one. But up those in space. two I really loved. Yeah. What's that? The the Cloverfield Paradox was the one up in space. Um. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. that one. Good, you shouldn't. It's fucking terrible. My mind probably just blocked it out because <laughs> it was terrible. But they have announced that they're officially making an a, an actual sequel to Cloverfield. As far as from the first movie picks up where the first movie left off. What do you think about that? Who's making the movie? Uh, the uh, um, J.J. Abrams, uh, his production. He's I don't know if he's writing it or not, but his production team is still going to be a part of it. Bad Robot is still going to be a part of it. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. And I think it'll be good because they have something. Cloverfield is such a simplistic movie, mm-hmm. and the reason I asked you who made it is because if it went to like a big studio, they're gonna commercialize it so much. And I think when you have something so small and you know again simplistic, that's a little bit of the romance and a little bit of beauty. And then you throw all this money at it, and then they they kind of water it down. So if if it's still JJM Studio, it'll probably still have that low budget sort of feel to it. And uh, the, the the writing in terms of the dialogue and the story, they, they've always been good in those in those films. I mean, uh, Cloverfield Lane again. Uh, that was two a, people. That was amazing. So yeah. amazing, bro! And the script is so simple. Uh, the budget on that had to be freaking low, but it doesn't matter because the story was so strong. Yeah, yeah. But here's my speculation, right? I think there's a reason why we're getting announced, like Cloverfield. Big movie, uh, uh, kaiju monster movie, and the reason why I think that is go it kind of ties into our next p- bit of piece of news. We finally got a full trailer for King Kong versus Godzilla, bro. When I tell you this was probably my fate, the f- my favorite trailer I've seen probably in it since Endgame, probably in well over a year, bro. Yeah, the, the trailer was really good, and um, I have a feeling because I don't know if you've actually went around and seen what people are saying about this new upcoming movie it doesn't look like it's having a good reception a lot of people seem to not be hyped up about this i for one am i actually went online doing some research i was kind of shocked because i wanted to go back and maybe start from the very first godzilla and king kong movie and work my way down do you have any fucking clue how many movies these two franchises have wait wait you're talking about of just you want to start with the ones of just them together you're saying the like outside of the monsterverse, I'm saying go back from the beginning. Oh, bro, like to the Japanese ones, you're fucking crazy. Right, bro. I didn't realize how many movies there were, bro. You're no. talking about like, like maybe liter- hundred. Literally, like I think even though we don't get we they don't get promoted over here, I think like over in Japan, like Godzilla had a movie every year for like eight nine years in a row, if not more. There's so many movies, bro. Yeah. Godzilla and King Kong. There's so many movies in the monsterverse. I want to say there's maybe five. Or something, um, but yeah, I was shocked to see how many movies they had. But I, I'm for me, I'm I'm definitely hyped about this. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 funny because um, I I so so far in this in this universe, not anything before, we've had three movies. We had two Godzilla movies, and one King Kong movie. I love the King Kong movie. I like the second Godzilla more than the first one. Um, 
but they've been overall pretty good. I haven't had it. There's been nothing that stuck out with them as, as far as me just thinking they're terrible. But I wasn't really looking forward to it. I mean, I wasn't like not ex- like not looking forward to it either. It wasn't one of those things that I felt any type of way about. But after this trailer, bro, if for nothing, and, and this is this is what, and the Fast and Furious does this right. There's always going to be a place for dumb action movies, and that's what nope. I don't care what the human characters have going on in this. I don't care about a storyline. As long as out of the two-hour runtime, about about 90 minutes of that is nothing but monster fights, sign me the fuck up. That's all I need to see. Exactly. And and that's what that go all goes back to. Just go with what works. You don't a movie like King Kong versus Godzilla, you don't need strong dialogue. You don't need even great cinematography. You don't need a lot of that shit. Just show the action. We're there to see the action. That's what we're there to see. Just like uh, Fast and Furious, we're there to see the cars. We're there to see the chase scenes. We're there to see the comedy. We're there to see the girls. I mean, that's that's it. That's that's it. Yeah, yeah. that's all she there. That's really it. It's and they did such a great job in the trailer with with getting to the action pretty quickly like within the, the the i can't remember how long the trailer is but within the first couple couple of seconds in the trailer we get godzilla coming out the the water and king kong punching him and then we get another scene of godzilla got fucking weapons and he and he 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 dodges the atomic breath and hits hits fucking god fucking beautiful like this shit's amazing it's better than the fucking McGregor fight. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that's it, bro. That's all we got on news, man. I just wanted to talk about those things before we get into this movie. So what we're going to do now, we're going to play a trailer for The Little Things. And then when we come back, we're going I'm to... I'm out. <laughs> and then when we come back, uh, we're if I, if I do my job correctly, we'll be reviewing it. We'll be right back after this. You know him, didn't you? Then you have that one little feeling. But you waved it away. You should have listened to that one little feeling. Just like I'm listening to you now. You can talk to me. I'm all a friend you got. You're not exactly a department favorite. Things probably changed a lot since you left. You still gotta catch him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that much has changed then, right? <laughs> I can assure you all we are taking a 24-7 all-hands-on-deck approach to these cases. Guy's a shark. If he stops, he dies. He likes to drive. Probably has a decent car, maybe two. High mileage. You must really like my car. I do. How's the trunk space? Something I gotta know. How's a guy with the best clearance rate in the department work 15 years without a promotion? Maybe I didn't go to the right church. When I look in your eyes, what I see, it ain't good. He knew all the details, but he wasn't within 10 miles of the killing. Why is that? Why is that? How's the trunk space? What do you want? I want to nail the bastard. For who? For all of the girls he killed. I want to nail the bastard too. 
difference is I'm doing it for me. It's the little things, Jimmy. It's the little things that rip you apart. It's the little things that get you caught. All right, if I did my job right, that would have been a trailer for The Little Thing starring Denzel Washington, um, uh, Jared Leto, and who's the fucking other guys? I always forget his name. Uh, uh, Rami Malek. Yeah. All, all really good actors and performers in their own right. Um, all Oscar winners. All, all Oscar winners. And that's what it feels like was the draw of this movie. If It really overall feels like to me... Um, like they and this this debuted on HBO Max that they said you know what we got Denzel we got Jared Leto we got Rami Malek they all signed on let's start filming tomorrow but boss we don't have a script we'll figure the shit out as we go and it all feels like they just showed up and did the same shit that each one of them do does in kind of other movies what do you think about what did you overall thoughts before we get into the plot what did you think about the movie <clears throat> Father forgive me. For I have sinned. I give you so much shit for the movies you be picking, bro. And I just deeply want to apologize for recommending this piece of shit. But, bro, you can't blame me. The reason I picked this film is exactly what you said. Denzel Washington, he's my number three overall ever. Rami Malek, Jared Leto. You can't miss. But this just goes to show you, you can have all the star power in the world, but if you don't have even a decent script and storyline it doesn't matter all the star power you have it's just not going to work and this movie has a very big disconnect we're going to get into it but bro i'm going to say right out the bat this may be the worst denzel Washington movie i think i've ever seen you, this man has made training day john q pelham one two three um remember the titans uh glory this man has made fucking classics Fences. This is not one of them. I mean, that? You, you know, you mentioned a lot of old school, but he's let's let's make sure that we point out that he's made m- m- recent great movies. Like I said, Fences, fucking amazing, which he oh, also directed. He amazing, also directed. Um, amazing. Uh, 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 Roman J. Israel Esquire. Which amazing. His his that that his acting and performance alone makes that fucking film. Um, Let me. Let me say this, and I'm not saying this because he's my third favorite of all time. Every Denzel, okay, let me let me scratch every majority of Denzel Washington movies he's in, he has what you call that. That's that Denzel Washington performance. Tom Hanks has it. Leo has it as well. In this movie, I didn't see that. That's that Denzel Washington performance where you know you're getting goosebumps or it's just this monologue where he's going like he you could see the the emotion from him and everything coming out on on camera. You don't get that. I honestly think Denzel was like, "Fuck this movie. Let me just get through it and collect my picture and get the fuck out of here." And you say this was his worst movie? No, this, to me, Denzel's worst movie, three movies ever, are Virtuosity, um, The Siege, and Equalizer Two. Those are fucking pieces of garbage. I don't know if I've ever seen Virtuosity. Equalizer him, 2. Him and and, Russell oh, Crow. fuck. Siege was really bad. Yeah. Exactly. Siege was fucking terrible, bro. Like, um, but Virtuosity is him and Russell Crowe, I believe, is the villain in that movie. Um, and I what's so funny is I fucking loved that movie as a kid. Bro, I watched the cassette of that fucking it stayed in my room. I love that movie. I try to watch it 
when I was like 22 or whatever, I was like, oh, it, it was on like something. I'm like, oh, I watched this. I used to love this as a kid. And I was sitting there wondering like, what the fuck was I Were thinking? Were you thinking? <laughs> Bro, we need we should actually do a series like that because there's quite a few movies that I've seen as a kid and I loved and I try to watch it now and I'm like, what in the fuck was I thinking liking this movie? Yeah. Yeah. But Denzel doesn't have very many bombs, especially uh compared to like if you compare it to some pe- other people who've been in as many movies as him, his his bomb to success ratio is is very high. But um, now do you blame do you blame Denzel in the cast? Or do you blame the writing or do you blame the directing or do you blame all of it? It's all of it, bro. This was just a storm that should have been amazing. It's like, this is what it is. This movie, to to keep my weather analogy, if we got forecast that it was supposed to be a beautiful, sunny day and we were going to go to the amusement park and we were going to go and hang out and chill and we had this whole day planned and you showed up and it just didn't stop fucking raining all day day that's what this movie is um because they're the bones of this when you look at this story right i i I think of it it puts me in the mindset of like a seven right morgan freeman brad pitt the older the younger amazing like you have like we kevin spacey showed up at the very end of that but whatever um and two uh, older and younger cop one's kind of over the shit whatever you 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 have that in a in a mystery in this movie it should have been great but everything failed denzel mailed it in jared leto i don't want to say he mailed it in because what his character was supposed to be i think he did that that was on I the feel page like, not to cut you off but i feel like jared leto was just playing he's the same fucking character in every movie i feel like this kind of like uh he, he I, jared leto did fine but i don't feel like he had to do much i feel like this is jared leto like this is he i feel like he was typecasted for that role to be honest with you <laughs> yeah yeah and the sammy malik he did what he like it just there was no heart in this movie right and that and part of that is what's on the page i also think sammy malik and denzel had no fucking chemistry in a movie like this when you're putting this these two people together it's all built around the chemistry and by the end of the movie i i did not feel the chemistry we saw on screen that Denzel's character would have done that for Rami Malik. I think he would have just been like, Oh shit, this is on you. I'm, I'm fucking up out of here, but to we'll get into it. Cause we don't like, cause the the ending does leave. uh, I want to have a conversation. I think what the major part of what we talk about in this movie is going to be about that ending. Um, but let's get there first. Let's set the stage. We don't really do synapses and we don't run everything down, but I do think with a movie like this, that's a mystery. You have to kind of set it up. So we get, Denzel's character, who is a cop, who we don't know something happened in his past when he was on the case. He goes to a smaller town. He comes back into town because um, there's more movement on the case. And Sammy Malik is the uh, Rami Malik is now the 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 new cop on the case. They come across eventually. Like I, I don't even remember how they end up getting with Jared. Oh, the car thing with Jared Leto. Jared Leto really isn't in much of this movie. Um, but then they start focusing in on him. Now, the thing that I did like here, and this is what I think could have been great. Jared Leto's character being someone who likes the attention of people thinking he's a murderer could have been such a great plot point because that's not one that you see very often in movies. It's usually pretty straightforward. Um, but overall, those bones of the, of, of, of the, of the, of the film, what what do you think about everything we talked about so far? Yeah. Um, I agree with you in some of the, it, it really saddens me a little bit though, because 
the way the movie started out, I was immediately like intrigued just the, the way it started. And as I feel like as the movie ran on more and more, it got weaker and weaker as it went on and it kind of picked back up a little bit at the end. But this is one of those movies where the, the meat and potatoes that are supposed to be the heaviest, mm. it just completely lacked in. And, you know, just, I can't say that enough. It just lacked something was missing and I can't, you know, say specifically what, or like you said, it could be a multitude of things. It's just outside of the beginning and the end, there wasn't really much to this. Yeah. The, the middle part, you're right. It lacks. And uh... If there would have been other suspects, like the thing, bro, I think we just got to get into this fucking ending, bro. Like, cause I, I keep wanting to talk around it, but like and map it out for the people. Th- th- so first let's, let's do this first. The interrogation scene with Rami Malek and Jared Leto, this should have been the matching of wits between two great actors, right? These, this is when you get a cast like this, you want to see how they play off each other. You want to set up a scene to where they can chew up the scenery and have this like war of war, war of words. words back and forth or whatever. And this was the worst fucking interrogation scene I've ever seen in my fucking life. So, go ahead. I I don't think I don't think they allowed them to to peek at what they, what they're capable of and what we've seen from both of these guys. Mm-hmm. Both these guys are brilliant actors. Let's let's not fuck around. Yeah. They're both brilliant actors. There's a reason they won Oscars. You know, but I don't know. They didn't get the. We didn't see their full potential here. This is supposed to be an intense. Uh, it's an interrogation thing. It's supposed to be intense, and it just it just wasn't that. It's something that you see out of like, you know. I mean, SVU has has way better interrogations than this. Yeah. Um. So we get to the end of the movie, and at this point, Denzel, Rami Malek have basically they're all but convinced that Jared Leto is the murderer. And no fault of their own because Jared Leto plays into it. Rami Malik finally kind of, he doesn't quite snap at this point. He gets Jared Leto, makes him take him out to the desert. He's supposed to show him where the body's buried. He starts digging. Almost as soon as he starts digging, Jared Leto starts fucking with him, right? The tension starts building. He's like, oh, no, I think it was over there. And then he starts digging a little bit again. And then Jared Leto finally says, look, I've actually never murdered anyone in my life. And like, and Remy Malik doesn't believe him. And I forget what he says that finally makes Remy uh Remy Malik snap and hits him with the shovel, killing him. Kill fuck I, I did not expect him to die. I'm not gonna lie. Like you see people you see hits like this in action movies all the fucking time and people get back up. Kill that motherfucker. Um, so what did you think about that scene? Yeah, so Obviously, I knew he was going to eventually hit him because it's frustrating. You know, you're trying to find something. And now, now the guy says this whole thing has been a sham. It's all bullshit. But I so I expected him to hit him. I didn't expect him, him to kill him, obviously. It's Jared Leto. I think he's going to be out through the, the rest of the movie. But I was pretty shocked at that. However, I was shocked in a good way because I'm like, OK, well, maybe this shit is heating up now because now he just fucking killed somebody. He's a cop. Yeah. He just killed somebody. What's going to happen now? And that's where the fucking shit starts going. Bro, I just knew there were going to be like another 20 minutes. I think there is actually another 20 minutes in this movie. And nothing fucking happens for the rest of the movie. Like, everything that happens after this point should have been condensed down to eight minutes. Go ahead. You know what's really disgusting about what you just said? I'm 99% positive there is... Because when that happened, when he hit him with the shovel, right? I think I clicked to see how long was left in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the total duration, at least on what I was watching, was two hours and seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think when he got hit with the shovel was one hour. I swear, I think it was one hour and 47 minutes, which would legitimately be 20 minutes left of the movie. Bro, I was so disappointed. So this is what happens after this. 
Denzel Washington, um, he basically comes out. We see, and I said before, he has a dark past. Well, it turns out that he accidentally shot one of the girls he was trying to protect. That's why he left. That's why he kind of all went down. They had alluded to it over the over the course of the movie or whatever. The coroner covered it up. They they all covered it up, basically sent him away. He helped Sammy, uh, I keep wanting to call him Sammy, Rami Malik, bury his body. He, and Rami Malik is still convinced that no, Jared Leto was actually the killer because in his mind, it makes it better that, not better, but it, it makes it less serious that he killed him if he can prove that he ended up being the murderer, right? So right. They, they end up burying the body. Uh, like I said, I really don't know what happens next. The fact that I, I can condense all this down into two two sentences. The fact that it took twenty minutes. So Denzel comes out uh, and he helps bury him, and then they they it's, it's, Rami Malik is so once he's so convinced that Jared Leto he has for his own mental health he has to believe that uh, that Jared Leto was the killer. Otherwise, he's gonna feel guilty about what he did. Like he killed a good man. Exactly. And so what happens is Denzel basically falsifies so this this red beret that was mentioned throughout all this movie um and denzel mails it to him a dirty version he makes it he buries it makes it look like it's like it's part of the investigation or whatever and evidence and he ends up mailing it to Raymond malik's character so Raymond malik thinks okay no jared leto was the actual killer now i can rest and the, no angels and exactly and the, the there's a couple of issues that i have with this for one that means that there's a killer still out there and for two, like I said, the relationship between these two, while it's while you could tell that Denzel saw a lot of himself in in Rami Malik, there was nothing to say that there's close enough where he's going to help him bear, cover up a body. Go ahead. So I'm so glad you point that out. OK, so let me um, I want to ask you a question by Denzel sending that that envelope. Right. With, with all the contents, the, the beret and the um, and, the you know, the note. Does Rami Malik believe? Oh, that Jarletto was the killer or is the, or does he believe he knows Jarletto is not the killer, but by this thing Denzel is doing is to make him feel better. No, I think, I think Remy Malik fully believes that he's the killer. Okay. So let's go with that. And, and you, you may be right. Cause I, 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 I didn't know which way that was going, but throughout this movie, I don't feel that there was a connection or a closeness or a chemistry for Denzel to even give a fuck as to how Rami Malik feels like, yeah, if it's your friend, your brother, your, your, whatever, your, you know, your cousin, whatever, you're going to want to do something to make them feel better. But these two didn't really have a connection to where either of them really gives a shit about one another. And if they did, uh, you know, through the story, they did, they didn't show that on the screen. They didn't show that with the chemistry. Like you said before, they didn't show that in the dialogue. So, I think if they would have showed a little bit more of their friendship and their closeness and their like that, maybe at that end, it could have been more impactful to me that that ending didn't need to be. It didn't. I wasn't like, oh, shit. It was no reaction for me. Even Denzel's character comes off as somebody who basically would have to me, the way that I interpreted the character would have looked at Rami Malik's character and be like, well, you're going to have to get over this. You did it. You're going to have to get over it. I got over it retire if you need to but find your way to get over it not to like complete and, and on top of that matter of fact to the opposite what I, what we saw in denzel's character was the exact opposite of how they ended it because he was he wanted so bad to have justice for those women that to me he would have wanted rami malik to 
use that fuel to keep trying to find the actual killer. Like he would have wanted that. Like now he's basically created a scenario in which these girls are never going to get justice. Exactly. Um, we usually, when we do these movies, we usually fantasy, you know, try to fantasy, you know, quote unquote fantasy book this. Mm-hmm. How would you have, how would you have uh, rewrote this? To me, okay, like you said, the first act is pretty, it's it's establishing. As establishing, there's not much there. To me, I would have had it more, and you know, they do try to show Rami Malek's character trying to get Denzel to be, like, to stay in town. Because Denzel, almost from the time he gets there, is like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Like, it just keeps, I'm, I'm out of here tomorrow. I'm, I'm getting out of here tomorrow. Um, But I almost would have rather something happen is that the killer sees that Denzel's back and starts taunting him. And then even though Denzel wants to leave, he's like, fuck, this guy knows I'm back. And maybe he kills another girl and leaves a message specifically for Denzel on the girl. And then at that point, Denzel's obsession is not going to allow him to leave. And then we start seeing Rami Malek's obsession grow as well because he's like, look, I want to get this motherfucker as bad as you two. And they bond over the fact that this guy it just keeps getting one up on them. Like, they, they make Jared Leto the focus. I almost would have rather... But with the way that the whole storyline went, you make the killer throwing them to Jared Leto's direction. Or hell, go go a route of Kiss the Girls where Jared Leto is a disciple of the main guy. And they don't find that out to the end. Like, I get the irony. I do like the irony of you have somebody who is completely innocent, but he just really, he's just fucking mentally fucking unstable and he likes the attention. I do like that, that part of it. But I think if they would have ultimately... We needed to have something with the real killer. And let's say they find the real killer at the end, and then Rami Malek's like, all right, but now I got to atone for the fact that I killed this guy. I got to go tell him I killed this guy. Like something, like that could have been a deeper story. It just, almost anything. What about you? How would you, how would you have rewritten it? You're the so, writer here. I'm the director. <laughs> You're the writer. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I don't necessarily know how people would feel about this, but I, I was with you a little bit where – Let's see the killer, because I feel like there's that empty space there. Like, hello, there's still a killer on the loose. Has has no one realized that there's still a freaking killer on the loose? Let's see that killer. Let's see that killer kill again. Yeah. To the point where you're saying, where I was with you, drive Denzel Washington absolutely insane because he's now calling out Denzel Washington. He's he's going back to that old case and doing some of the same things to pull out Denzel Washington. To the point where Denzel Washington is so obsessed and crazy, he actually ends up finding the killer and actually ends up killing the killer. And I would have it, instead of having Rami Malik and Denzel Washington, like, oh, this fake uh, friendship, brotherhood, whatever you want to call it, actually have Rami Malik being the one to put down Denzel Washington. So while, yes, he put down, a, 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 he put down uh, uh, um, uh, Jared Leto, who, you know, necessarily uh, was innocent. Now he has to put down Denzel Washington, who's also a, 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 a fellow cop, but also killed a man. So it goes along with Rami Malek. And now that ending scene where you see Rami Malek sitting by the pool or wherever the hell he's sitting outside and looking just like sad. Now there's more emotion because now not only has he killed an innocent man, he's killed a fellow cop who was also a good man, but through blind range or whatever, ended up killing somebody. So now at this point, this movie can come to a close. Denzel is dead. Jared Leto's dead. They find out who the killer is and he's dead. And now it's just Rami Malik in his misery. Yeah. It could have been so much better, bro. This cast, like just it sucks, bro. Fuck it. Put this shit away. It's it really does stink to see such a great cast. And that that's 
that's worse to me. Like if they would have cast this movie, maybe Denzel and a bunch of unknowns, maybe Jared Leto and two unknown cop. Like it, it wouldn't have been as much of a slap in the face. But to have legends, like for what, what are, all of these actors have roles that are going to go down in time as some of the best, and to and to to, to fucking shit out this turd of a movie is just... i mean R- rami malik literally just won the fucking academy last year for for freddie mercury for christ's sake i mean he's one of the hottest young actors now mixed in with one of the the ogs of the game and this is the movie we got you know this is even better so we p- focus on the actors right let's go the to director. the writer let's go to the writer of this movie yeah well, the writer bro blindside they wrote the highwayman uh, which was pretty good highwayman the founder, which is fucking phenomenal with Michael Keaton about um, the McDonald's. No, uh, the director, the writer and the director, by the way, Hancock, he, he wrote and directed this. Yes. But for the founder, he uh, he wrote the founder, right? He directed the founder. He didn't. Right. Really he also it. he also directed, which is a hidden gem. And if you've never seen this, people haven't seen this. Please watch this. It's uh, oh, fuck. It's a Clint Eastwood movie, man. Uh, with Kevin Costner. Uh, oh, shit. With the little kid and he's wearing the Casper outfit the whole movie. Oh damn! What is the name of that movie? I know exactly. Uh, are you are you on the filmography right now? No, I'm not. I can go to it though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he th- this he guy wrote di- the rookie too. Oh, he directed the rookie. The right. That was a Kevin Quaid. Costner movie too. I think. Right. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Right. 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 Um. Oh man. Now I, I forgot the name of the damn movie. He wrote um, and directed the Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. Yes. God. And damn. he he wrote and directed. Keep going down the list though. It was like in the nineties, and it was a Kevin Costner movie. Um. Uh, it's oh, on the tip. Uh, Perfect World. Perfect World. Yeah. Great movie. Hidden Gem. If if no, you haven't seen it, definitely check that out. But yeah, this guy is just not a nobody. This guy's done some great work. That's just crazy, bro. I don't understand how the fuck they came up with this turd, man. This is again what happens when you have some big names and you're like, fuck it, doesn't matter what 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 the story is and the script is. It's these guys, it's gonna be good. Jesus Christ, bro. This fucking 2021, bro. We're off to a great start, I guess. Ratings. <sighs> Honestly, bro. And this isn't just to like shit on them even more. I can't even give this a five, bro. This is like a four. I would probably rate this. Oh man, I'm trying not to because I'm usually the asshole and I'm trying not to do that. But I have to be honest, man. I have to give this a four as well. And let me tell you, if it wasn't for the the opening and the ending, this movie might be like a one and a half. I'm not even fucking around. This movie was really, really. I mean, it's not child's play level, but it's really bad. Fucking terrible, bro. All right, but let us know what you guys think about the little things. Maybe there are a couple people. Uh, well, bro, you got any? I know you trivia, Rotten Tomatoes. What you got on this? Anything? Uh, IMDb had it like a six point three. I think I didn't get a chance to uh, check Rotten Tomatoes because I probably already know what it's gonna be. But you know what? As I'm talking here, well, let me. Doesn't hurt. Forty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that audience or uh, critic? That is critic. And audience. Uh, let me go back. Hold on. Yeah, I know uh, IMDb got like a 6.3 or something like that, which is pretty Audience terrible. actually gave this 64% so far. Yeah, that's still shit. But for Rotten Tomatoes, it's pretty it's pretty decent because Rotten Tomatoes is very harsh. Exactly. So, hey. Some well, people well, here, no Academies are being one off this movie. I'll, I'll t- that's my bold prediction. No, no, this will get nominated for nothing. 
Nothing. Yeah. I will say there is that now just real quick, because we haven't given much highlights. There is one highlight in this movie because the setting in this movie is the early nineties, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I like all the little throwbacks, like the little uh, Mortal Kombat game. At one point, I don't know if you realize, they were watching Karate Kid. Um, so those little throwbacks to like the 80s and 90s that, that you saw, though, that was cool. Um, I'm just trying to gr- fucking throw something out there as a positive. Yeah. Yeah, fuck all that shit. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Take it to the grave. Fuck all, that, all this shit. This shit was shit. It's going to be shit. It ain't, it ain't never gonna be nothing more than some shit. This was bullshit. And it was a waste of my motherfucking time. And I don't say that about a lot. Usually I'm able to pull a couple. Like you said, like, well, I think we both. Act one is like, act one makes you think you're about to be in for a really good movie. And then it just falls off the fucking cliff right after that. It never fucking re. The, the ending isn't great either, but at least it's an ending that leaves you to talk about something after the movie, which some bad movies you just leave and you there's nothing to talk about. At least it does leave you f- f- for that if that's something you look for in film. But other than that, fuck all this shit. Fuck it. To sum this movie up, you ain't shit. You ain't never gonna be shit. Quote, Roland Bishop, Tupac, Juice. <laughs> and that's it. We are out this bitch. Thank you for all of our film family. Uh, JB, go and give me your social media so we can get the fuck up out of here. We can run the fuck out of here. It's at the P1JB on Twitter. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB. You can also find me on Facebook. And I'll shoot it back over to Hayes to close it up. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Film Bros. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thefilmfrequencypod.com. We are the number one movie podcast in the world. Uh, the ratings will follow that very shortly. But we're out this bitch. Peace. forward to this fucking the little things bullshit review i don't even know what i'm gonna say bro we're gonna have fun we're gonna have fun bro don't worry you, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to carry my fucking 360 pound ass right now because i don't know what I'm, any other episode no, like i really don't even know what i'm gonna say bro like i'm i've never been terrified to do an episode why are you this terrified is my first... bro just say how you feel like don't know no not that not that is that i don't know what like, okay.